Hey everybody, we have a live show coming up this weekend, Saturday, in San Francisco, California, at the historic Piano Fight Theater. You can come see me do a little show called Can I Finish? This is going to be making fun of all the debates that happen this week. Uh, There's a debate Wednesday, there's a debate Thursday, we're going to have classic debate moments. It is going to be a very, very, very fun time. So, go get your tickets right now. 7 p.m. Saturday, June 29th. It is, uh, here's the link, bit.ly slash px number three, June. Again, bit.ly slash px number three, June. Right, doctor? Doctor's not going to be there because he's a bird. But you can be there. I hope to see you there. Again, Saturday, 7 p.m. at the Piano Fight Theater. Hey, what does my brother have to say about this, though? Hey, everyone. Justin's nephew, Jackson, wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay. Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Well, hello, everybody. It's uh, me, Justin Robert Young, joining you yet again for another episode of Jury Daily, the show called Jury Daily. I should come up with a better intro, a better intro than just repeating the name of the show. Let me ask you a question. Who would you most like to spend a day with? And I'm going to go ahead and draw a circle around celebrities. There are certain celebrities in our modern pop culture landscape for which are very interesting to us. They uh, either have a charisma or a mystery. I'm going to further restrict this. I don't want this to be a sexual thing. I don't want this to be a a romantic thing. I don't want it to be like, oh, I want to spend time with this person. These are strictly dope hangs. In fact, consider your fictitious relationship with this celebrity to just be like once every couple weeks, right? Maybe every other week, you just get a text from this guy or girl. They're like, Hey, I'm doing this. You want to come with? One of those things. Like, uh, you're you're just in the loop. Because there's two people that I think immediately kind of come to mind, for me at least. One is, is, I think, the more popular one, which is Bill Murray. Bill Murray has this very odd, and I would say that's probably even a little older. That is like kind of a generation... Uh, uh, before mine that really kind of revered Bill Murray as this uh, uh, avant-garde kind of figure. He seems like a a very regular dude. 
Like Bill Murray was kind of like a comedy version of what Keanu Reeves is now. Keanu Reeves is kind of having this moment where not only is he in a bunch of movies that people like, he's against all odds kind of had this like low-key Schwarzenegger or like Stallone-esque run of franchises. Like the dude is just minting very weird and different franchise. Keanu Reeves has Bill and Ted's The Matrix and John Wick. And I'm sure I might be missing something. He's, he's certainly got other movies, like he's got Point Break and stuff like that. But those are three gigantic franchises. Anyway, uh, Bill Murray does regular guy stuff. He sit, He likes baseball. He likes to drink beer. He likes to go golfing. He's got a very fun relationship with his brothers. And he seems like an easygoing, fun guy. It seems like he would be somebody that you would have a great time if you were out doing any of those activities. So I guess for me, I like drinking. I like going to uh, sporting events. I like just kind of hanging out and shooting the crap. Well, cool. Bill Murray would seem like a good hang. Now, there is a different version of this that I think is kind of populated right now. And I I came to this thought while reading our Discord and seeing a story posted in our Jury Stories Discord by Puck, who says, uh, Jeff Goldblum has never played a video game in his life. This is a PlayStationLifestyle.net article. Quoting Jeff Goldblum saying, I know nothing of gaming, even though I've been the voices for, what was it called? It's funny because you can just read it in his, <laughs> in his voice, right? I know nothing about gaming, but I've been uh, for, what is it called? Um, num, 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 num. Ah, Call of Duty, Black Ops, I think. We were killing zombies, I think. Jurassic Park. I did that thing where I play my character, Ian Malcolm. So I'm involved in that, but I've, in fact, never played a video game in my life. Which kind of brought me to the Jeff Goldblum idea. Jeff Goldblum, I kind of feel like he's not... He's a little bit more effete. He's a little bit more hipster than the person who wants to hang out with Bill Murray. Right, like, like the 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 landscape of stuff that you would do with Jeff Goldblum might involve like going shopping, right? Might might involve some fashion element. It might involve going to like some restaurant that nobody's heard of that in Jeff Goldblum circles, <laughs> word has made its way around. Like that, that would be the thing. It would be a little less blue collar. It wouldn't be a couple beers and uh, a, a baseball game and a hot dog. But here's what I want to know. Give me that kind of celebrity. That I'm just hanging out with them celebrities. So, so don't make it about money. Don't make it about sex. Make it just about the hang. Who would be your guy or girl? You know we love our travel stories, and Sunbun sent along a terrifying one. This from 
NPR.org. Ever had a nightmare in which you wake up at night alone, strapped to a seat in a completely dark and freezing cold room with no means to contact anyone? No, terrifying lead writer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck is this lead? Ever had a nightmare in which you wake up at night alone, strapped in a seat in a completely dark and freezing cold room with no means to contact anybody? Is that a common? I mean, like, what are the most common dreams? I'm falling, right? Uh, I, I have to take a test that I haven't studied for. These are common dreams. Now, here's the next sentence. So I know why they wrote it, but it still is a curious decision. That's the story Air Canada passenger Tiffany Adams told was supposed to was supposed to be on a simple 90 minute flight from Quebec City to Toronto's Pearson International Airport earlier this month. So this actually happened. But why would you frame it as a dream? This is not a common dream unless it is. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Her account was posted on the airline's Facebook page by her friend, Deanna Noel Dale Adams, who's been experiencing uh, anxiety and insomnia, wrote that she fell asleep in a row of seats on a nearly empty flight. And by the time she woke up, the plane had arrived at its destination and had been parked away from the nearest terminal. Her cell phone battery was depleted and therefore useless, and there was no power on the plane to recharge it. Nobody else was on the pitch black plane. So if you are unfamiliar with how you know the, the airline industry works, right? It, it's not like these planes are in the air all the time. Pl planes will rotate out and uh, you know undergo a maintenance thing, get uh, refueled, but all you know there's like the hangers on a, especially like big hubs. San Francisco's got a bunch of these. In fact, I have a story once. Uh, uh, back before Hearthstone used to be on phones, it was only on tablets, I would play Hearthstone on my tablet on flights when I was traveling all the time. And I would also fall asleep on flights all the time. And I made a realization that I had to either sit on my iPad or put it under my leg or something like that because, God forbid, if I put it in the little pocket that has all the magazines and stuff, if I did that, that dude was gone. It was, oh, like, I lost two iPads. One of them I never got back, but one of them I did because it was charged and that iPad had cellular. I got it with a cellular plan. So I was able to track exactly where it was. This came in tremendously helpful because the next iPad that I got did not have a cellular plan and certainly was not connected to the airline Wi-Fi, and I never saw that one again. However, I was able to go up to SFO and say, hey, look, I know where my iPad is. It is in this hangar. I'm showing you the GPS coordinates. You got to send somebody out there to go get my iPad back. And eventually they did. But that was an iPad. This poor woman landed and then found herself in the hangar. And let me just say, that is a 
colossal fuck up by the airline, by the crew. Like, I feel like aside from land the plane safely, the only other major imperative is make sure all of the passengers are off the plane. Like the one thing that you could do before, you know, if it's not crashing the plane and killing everybody, the one way you can fuck up is by either leaving somebody on the plane like they did in this case, or for whatever reason, leaving them there. And then next thing you know, they wake up and they're already en route to another city, right? Or back where they came from. These are like just baseline ways. That things can get screwed up. So how did she figure it out? Adams made her way to the cockpit where she eventually found a flashlight. The light helped her figure out how to open the main exit door. But there was no gangway. So she was staring at what looked like a 40 to 50 foot drop to the ground. Hardly an attractive means of escape. So she focused the flashlight on the plane's exterior, hoping that the reflection might catch someone's attention. In time, the driver of a luggage cart came to her rescue. Adam said Air Canada representatives offered her a ride home and then called her twice to apologize to say that they've launched an investigation into how she was missed by the plane's crew when everyone else got off the flight in Toronto. She says she is still recovering. Quote, I haven't got much sleep since the recurring night terrors, and I'm waking up anxious and afraid that I'm alone, locked up someplace dark. A Air Canada representative confirmed the story and said that they remain in contact with the woman. That's like a settlement. That That's terrifying. That is, that is, uh, I do not know what I would do. Well, here, I do know what I would do. I would definitely not let my cell phone deplete. <laughs> and because I, uh, I'm such a weirdo about things uh, dying on me, I definitely would have had my own batteries that I could charge my cell phone up. That being said, imagining that I didn't have any of it, I mean, there's really nothing that you can do. It's just whatever that lady did, just trying to flash a flashlight until somebody uh, somebody sees you. Email. Ooh, we got some great emails today. Of course, you can send yours to jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. RJ writes, well, Justin, you and I have something in common. I spent many of my formative years at the Renaissance Fair. I've worked for the Kansas City Renaissance Festival off and on for 10 years, and I've met many people who I adore and consider it my second home. Renaissance fairs have been undergoing a massive cultural change the last couple years because of the director of a different fair being arrested on rape charges. To keep a long story short, someone who I respect and consider a close friend is being investigated by HR for sexual misconduct at our Ren Fair. He's a director, and he's one of several people being investigated in an event so large it sparked a local news article. So now I'm faced with the position of either believing that somebody that I respect deeply is a hypocrite and a predator, 
and that somebody is telling lies about my friend and regardless of an investigation exonerating him, his reputation is destroyed and his ability to be an effective leader is gone. So what should I do? Ironically, my closest friend and the person I talk to the most about uh, the goings on there is his daughter. So I certainly don't want to have to pick that scab because I'm sure this is very hard for her too. All right. So what he's saying is that his best friend, not his best friend, a good friend, somebody he respects. He's under investigation. I read the article that he linked. Uh, and the person that he talks most to about all this kind of stuff in general is the accused man's daughter. So real quick primer on Renaissance fairs. And I spent a fair amount of time in my high school age uh, hanging around Renaissance fairs, specifically the Florida Renaissance Fair uh, used to be at T.Y. Park in Hollywood a million years ago. And now it, I think it's up north in Quiet Waters Park. So the Renaissance fairs that I remember, and I would not suspect that things have changed much bear a little bit of a resemblance to some of the kind of like a burning man culture out here in California. It's a little bit of a let's go join the circus kind of vibe. The people that we are with here are also uh, free thinkers. The, the difference is with the Renaissance fair, there's, it is a profit driven Thing You are kind of more like joining the circus because the circus goes from town to town and the people that are either a part of that, that either run a local one or travel from fair to fair or travel regionally from fair to fair are, you know, the whether or not they make their entire livings doing it, there is certainly a kind of mindset, a, a bohemian swashbuckling mindset that I think is part of the attraction of why people do it. And it's also just kind of fun. And everyone who's there is having a good time and ladies push up their boobs and bodices and people drink and throw axes and, you know, eat turkey legs and stuff like that. And you also get the history nerd element and the variety show element. So there's a lot to like. I was, I loved all my time uh, at Renaissance fairs. Now, that being said, it does not shock me that the Me Too movement is coming for the the fair folk. Because there was, even, you know, as I was, I mean, because I started doing that, I mean, I was in middle school when I started volunteering for the Renaissance Fair because it was literally across the street from my old house when it was at T.Y. Park. So I would just go and, like, ask people, like, hey, if I dress up, or like, no, 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 they would actually give you a costume and I would for, you know, we would split the tips at the end of the day, but I would just sell, you know, $7 Cokes. And then I started working with the Paladin Society. So long story short, even when I was a young kid doing that, there was certainly some stuff that I now realize was kind of gateway to those more bohemian elements of which I would include drug use and a looser idea of sexual mores. Now, 
I never personally saw any of those sexual boundaries on age kind of being uh, erased. And that is part of what is alleged in this story was that the the director really hit on and like, you know, put the move moves like the aggressive kissing and uh, groping on a 17 year old girl. I never personally saw that. That being said, I would not have been shocked if there was some of that stuff going on. Not not the the aggressive predatorial stuff, but that there were 16 and 17 year old girls that wanted to kind of meet older men and and stuff like that happen. And similarly, older men that are like, oh, look, 16 and 17 year old girls that are feeling very experimental. Uh, uh, this is the place I need to be. Now, that is illegal unless, you know, I don't know, your, your, your state's laws may vary. But that would seem plausible to me that there would be a loosening of those mores. With that, with if we are to understand, if I am to understand that that stuff is something that I find to be plausible, then it has to be plausible that people would take advantage of that. So in that case, absolutely, I I kind of feel like this is probably stuff that happens. This is probably stuff that is uh, uh, going on. Now, for you, RJ, specifically, yeah, that's a hard one. People, I, I would say this. Personally, I would separate your admiration for somebody's leadership from all of their sins. Oftentimes in these kind of situations, for me, the 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 failing of the man or woman then taints the lessons that were learned. And I don't think that those are always one-to-one. If you want to respect somebody's leadership, you want to respect somebody's gumption, that's fine. I would say take those lessons going forward. Now, I would also say lay back in terms of being vociferously defensive of him. Unless there are there is real solid evidence that all of this is being completely made up, then I think it's probably best to have this played out. You know, beyond you getting into a Facebook fight with people. That one got a little aggressive. So how about this? <laughs> We're going to end on this note. Anonymous Diamond writes, I spent a couple of summers working as a counselor at a summer camp in the mountains. And one year, our medic, who was an ambulance driver during the non-summer months, shared a story he had. They got a call and went to a house where the daughter was complaining about an upset stomach after a pool party she'd been at. Fearing food poisoning or something like that, they took her into an x-ray and found a gelatinous glob in her stomach that they decided to pump out. After they were done, they found 17 ounces of cum. Given how the average ejaculate, again, medical staff, so all these terms are valid, is that most one ounce, that gives you an idea of what was going on at the pool party. The worst part was that because she was 17 and underage, by law, they had to notify her parents. 
I don't know what to do with that story, except to say that I would like to thank our producers, the Jen PD Rave, non-specific rock and roll, Martian Joe Acosta, well, James, the OG Brito, well, and Chris. You can go ahead and email me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter and Instagram at Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord at bit.ly slash jury discord. Again, thank you to Puck and Sunbun for coming up with the jury stories today. That wraps us up for our Monday episode. I will see you all here tomorrow, and until next time, I'd like you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, please. Don't. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>